Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. We are coming off the Sleazy Man's old home track, mm. Colonial Charles Schwab Challenge, where Sam Burns took down world number one Scotty Scheffler in the playoff. The story early in the week, though, was you on the bag for Wyndham Clark. What 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 the hell happened, man? Y'all rolling on good. I'm sitting at the hotel looking, checking, like, okay, they're going to be around for the weekend at least. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you were back in Scottsdale. There was no reason not to be around for the weekend. We had a little... Um, it's just one of those things, man. I talked to a lot of people about it, including Wyndham, like in depth. It's just as soon as the everything's going along fine, as soon as the collar starts getting a little tight, one bogey, we both we were plenty inside the cut line. Bogeyed five. I was like, okay, everyone bogeys like five is the hardest hole yeah. in the world. Ever, no sweat at all. Part of the next hole, but things were just getting a little tighter, a little tighter. And then seven, we had a bad tee ball. All of a sudden, we can't hit the green. We got to chip it up front. Boom, chip it up 10, 12 feet. Miss. All right, now. All right, it's getting a little tighter. And then. Eight was this hole that really cost us. We tried to play it underneath the hole, pick a club that couldn't go long, and he damn near hold it on the fly to that back pin. It rolls over to the grandstand. Another bogey there without really hitting a bad shot. So bad club on you. And then 18. Um, oh, hold on. Go back to number eight because for the guys that don't know, it was 197. 197 on the flag, back 191 to get up top yeah. to the top tier. And it's a, and huge, a little puff in It's at a the huge time. no-no. Everybody has red X's in, the, in their yardage book. Exactly. Long, is, long is no good. I believe we it's seven to, iron. We talked about it in depth. Yeah. So Davis Riley got up before us. We've been about a club longer than Davis. I mean, Wyndham hits it so damn far. It was really hard to even get used to like trying to pull. I don't even stop stop even trying to say numbers. I was like, I think he just got to fly at 215. Whatever that club is, hit that because yeah, he just can hit it weird distances. But I was like, all right, 197, 191 to get up top. Uh, Davis gets up there and hits a six, hits it just landed probably 15 yards. I don't think he full boarded, but it landed probably 12, 15 yards short of the flag, rolled to the bottom of the hill, putting up the hill. Fine, no stress. That's where you want to be because that top shelf is so small. I was like, look, anything that goes underneath, we just need to hit a club that, that doesn't, you know, that takes long out of play. 197 is the number. We've been hitting seven on about 195-ish, I guess, on the week, but it was a little warmer at the time and all that, but we had a puff of wind in. He's like, I think seven is, is no problem. I was like, I agree. Like, I don't, eight, it definitely ain't an eight. Like, eight, that's a, 200 yard eight iron you know that's a that's a not a lot of bat and damned if he doesn't just flush it right at it and the entire time it was in there i was like damn that's good that might actually get up top too and it pitched all the way there but it almost slopes like away on that top shelf up there rolls over rolls by the grandstand we get to drop relief had a good lie opted to putt it out of that stuff which he's been chipping it so good i was a little bit i just handed him the lob wedge right away he took the lob wedge kind of looked at it. i was like i think i'm just gonna putt it hit it up there six feet short Lips that out. So we got another bogey. Then we go into nine and we're sitting at one over now. All of a sudden it just happened like bang, bang, bang. And um, he's convinced we need birdie to play the weekend. I'm not I'm not sure that's the case, but I'm like looking up. I'm like, all right, we're T47 right now. You know, the afternoon it gets crusty. It gets a little bit windier. It gets tougher. Like we know that one ain't dead. But yeah, even is definitely safe. You aren't one over at the. We're at one over at the time. Yeah. yeah. And he hits four iron down the middle of the fairway. I was like, if you like, if you think you need birdie, I think you should hit three wood over the bunkers. Cause you need to fly that three wood like 300 yards, 295. I was like, just hit it over that and have a little pitch. Cause that pins on the top shelf. It's hard with a full swing to not have That's the spin to bring yeah. it back. Right. So like have something you could chase up that hill. He's like, I like the four. And I was like, perfect. I don't hate the four iron at all. It'll give us a wedge nine, something like that. And it's a good four iron. Got wedge from the middle of the fairway. He was running hot at this point, trying to calm him down. He got a little a uh, little quick i think a little just thought he had to hit it to a foot left it out right we ended up making bogey on that whole short side it had no chance from where the wedge went probably the, the worst swing of the week and next thing you know we make bogey and then i'm on the plane home later that afternoon he's texting me he's like plus one made it in i was like 
Yeah, I yeah, know. dude. It's every year, dude. It's even plus one plus two. Like for it to go, it was plus one yesterday. For it to go two less than that and go to you know for the day to go to minus one and end up at even, like that's a pretty big swing. But it's just one of those things, man. Like golf, like you know, sometimes playing for that cut is the hardest thing. No, it sucks. You know, it sucks, and I can yeah. just kind of feel it happening. And it's he is so talented with golf that as soon as that brain catches up to everything else and he realizes I, I'm I said this to him and I actually talked to Max and Joe and I think they're gonna have a little talk this week he reminds me so much of Max Homa three years ago pre-Max where he exploded and started winning and he's gonna be on our President's Cup team and all that stuff all of us talked about like Max you're so talented you're so good everything's great and Max was the only one that didn't believe it mm-hmm. I think Wyndham's in that state right now where he's everyone that sees it I mean dude we got up on 11 the second day first group off 720 off first group it's dewy it's calm there's no wind but the ball's not going as far i was in a little jacket at the time we step up on 11 he hits a drive like i mean i, don't, I haven't seen any like this in my entire day uh 342 down the center like flies the left bunker mm-hmm. basically we have like 270 into the pin first group off like i said we're 50 in front of everybody else in our group we end up making six hit three wood into the right hazard where the pins back right you can miss it left anywhere you want to just little things like that and like even joe griner sent me a text later that afternoon he's like dude we stepped on 11 we were in the afternoon we had like a good drive we get up there and look at longest drive of the day Wyndham clark 342 and i was like yeah uh we made a sixth on that mm-hmm. hole just like little things like that you know what i mean the raw material is all there he just had a long time since he's felt like he's gotten much out of like a round of golf. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, if you're hitting it good, you're not putting good. If you're not hit, if you're putting good, you're not hitting it good. He just needs a, a day or two where everything really lines up because the the talent level is. Uh, I'm not just saying this because he's my boy, but it's ridiculous. It's top ten level talent, but brain's a big piece of that. How'd you enjoy that big bag? Oh, sucked ass. I got showed up. He's like, sorry, dude, try to get titles to send a carry bag. Apparently they don't do that anymore. So we had the big bag and Ellis wears his straps backwards. He carries it like a left hander. Mm. So they're all out of whack and all this thing. So I was just basically going one strap most of the time, rotating right shoulder, left shoulder. I had a great caddy group, by the way. A boy bird dog, Justin York, was oh, in yeah. the house with Adam Shank. And then Lance Bennett, who was on the bag for Harrington for a while and then went over to Davis Riley. Also, I had the best caddy group you could Lance possibly have. Lance is a 10. York's a 10, talked to them like the entire time. I just couldn't have had a better caddy group, honestly. And I mean, Davis got to know him a little bit. You were the second best caddy in the group. I mean, York's ahead of York, ahead of 100% ahead of, York. ahead of York. York just told me about what he's eating and how much weight he's lifting all the time. So, yeah, I just cut out all, all carbs and I just bench press all day. Let's talk he's a little- shithouse, by the way. He God, is. He's a big boy. Um, it might not all be legal, but that's that's topic for another <laughs> Whatever. day. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about the Charles Schwab Challenge because Sam Burns, once again, picks up his third win of the season. Scotty Scheffler was looking for his fifth. Ended up they battled it out in a playoff where Sam Burns made an incredible putt. But but I was there on Sunday. I've never seen Colonial so crispy, so windy. I mean, this place was giving these players hell. We saw Harold Varner the third play a seven-hole stretch and 10 over when he had the lead. It was chaos out there. That's what makes that golf course so fun. If you can catch the conditions, if you catch it calm and – and benign like you can go get after that place but you rarely get that at colonial and they didn't have the ton of rain like they had at the beginning of the week last year so the greens were getting firm even thursday when we were out there in the afternoon was like damn these things are getting crusty you could see the little sheen on them if you weren't playing from the fairway you had no chance you're catching those crazy flyer lies balls coming in with no spin and then go to sunday and you get you get the heavy wind out there just show like there's a seven that more or less seven thousand yard golf course a little north of that 7200 and what won Nine. Nine under. Nine. Single digits. I mean, you don't have to make these things 70. And it's a perfect example. And that course is really well designed. 
And you need a little help from Mother Nature. The wind played a huge role in it, but you can do it. And it was all those guys could ask for. I mean, Scotty Scheffler is the best player in the world right now going through and not making a bird. Off. <laughs> That's yeah. hard to get him on a golf course where he doesn't make a bird. So the last person to win a golf tournament and not make a birdie in the final round, I believe, was Vijay Singh at the 2004 PGA. So it doesn't happen very often, as which, I mean, you, you would never expect to. But here's Sam Burns who goes out there like an hour and a half before the leaders. Post nine under, probably had his club glove packed up, ready to go, ready to get back to Shreveport. And all of a sudden, bam, I'm in a playoff. Because it was jammed up oh, at it was 10. Nice. There there was was five a, you looked up and there's five at 10. All right, it takes one. A, just one of them's got to play it at par into the house. Just one, and it's over. And one, you got to figure one of those guys that are playing that good are going to make a couple birds and it'll be done. It's just like one by one. Disaster or bogey, bogey. I thought Davis Riley was going to be. Just oh. watching him Thursday, Friday. We, we were paired with him. It was my first time seeing horse. him. He was our dark horse. Mm-hmm. I was like, this dude, it's just, it's rock solid, man. There's just not a weakness. The length is plenty good. The iron play, I mean, it's at it all the time. He hits, he misses it in the right, oh, there's a tough pin. He hits it in the right spot. Inside 10 feet, he didn't miss the center. The center of the hole. I made one bogey in Thursday, Friday, and he had missed it on short-sided on, on 16 and couldn't get a chip close. That was the only bogey. And, I mean, dude, it was just rinse, repeat over and over for him. Yeah, he's impressive. He's going to get it done eventually and he can probably afford a nice little new timepiece with this ride he's been are on. you kidding me how about a little tag hoyer in the house because if you're passionate about golf tag hoyer is setting a new dimension in watchmaking through cutting edge technology with the newly released connected caliber e4 golf edition swing detection and shot distance tracking interactive maps smart scorecard the tag hoyer connected caliber e4 is the high performing companion to any golfer who wants to take their game to the next level the Tag Heuer Connected Caliber E4, together with the Tag Heuer Golf app, is the ultimate companion for on and off the golf course. Designed for performance, ready for everyday life. Visit tagheuer.com slash golf to learn more. You cannot go wrong with a little Tag Heuer Got on the wrist. You know what I'm talking on about? And off the, on and off the golf course. Anywhere. Beautiful watch. Anywhere. Absolutely. Well, this ep- this week's episode is something special slash terrifying. I actually got to be a solo host this week and interview you and your partner, Drew Kittleson, who had an amazing run at the USGA four ball where you ended up finishing runner up. I don't want to talk any more about it. So we're going to get in. We're going to get right into the episode. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about doers and the U.S. Open, which is coming up very, very coming fast. And we're going to be there And the U.S. Open is where golf's elite come together to determine the world's best. This year, the tournament is being held at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts, where Francis, we met, claimed America's first victory back in 1913. Stewart's, the official Scotch whiskey of the 122nd U.S. Open, is proudly commemorating this year's U.S. Open with the 2022 19-year-old Champions Edition. Meticulously crafted and double-aged, then finished in new American oak and first-feel rye cast to create a profile as rich, complex, and exciting as golf itself. The 2022 19-year-old Champions Edition is a limited release, though, so if you can find it, get it. Then enjoy it as you raise a glass to the tradition and skill that makes golf such an exciting, rewarding, and fascinating sport. Dewar's, the official Scotch whiskey of the 122nd U.S. Open and the perfect Scotch whiskey for celebrating everything great about golf. And it is now time for the Dewar's Cheers moment of the week. Something very special happened this past week, Sleaze. I was inducted into the Wall of Champions at my home course, Royal Oaks Country Club, back in Dallas. Joining the likes of Don January, Lee Trevino, D.A. Wybring, Justin Leonard, Really, really cool honor. Uh, they put me in a little bronze, my face in bronze, which, listen, Ronaldo, one of the prettiest men on the planet, looked terrible in bronze. So, therefore, no surprise, I don't look my best. Did you not like the, how did the bus come out? 
Ah, not my favorite. I was like, really, guys? This is what y'all do to me? Come I on, saw man. the picture. I saw some people sent me some pic, but I couldn't really like. It was like sideways, so I couldn't really like see the face or whatever. But uh, those are. I don't know how people make those look realistic. Anyways, if they can butcher Ronaldo, I mean, if you butcher Ronaldo, you butcher they can butcher everyone. you. The dude's basically a statue as it is. But really cool moment. Man. I got some good scoop because I was wanted to be there for you. Yeah, couldn't you were supposed up, to speak. Wanted to be there for you. Couldn't do it because of this the show we're doing with Wyndham Clark uh, for the Golf Channel, but. Got some scoop, was sending some texts, and then I ran into Randy Smith the next day and talking about, I was like, yo, how was it? It was supposed to be there. He's like, oh, it was awesome. I was like, how my boy, how my boy hold up? He's like, oh, waterworks. But. It was his fault. He, I was like, yeah, he as he should be, dude. There's yeah. no shame in it. No, there's, there's no shame. Oh, it was, it's no sweat. It was great, but uh, the big cat, Frank Voigt, stepped in for you. How'd he do? He can do a hell of a job, I bet. Well, it was, he had no idea, actually. Oh, impromptu? So I'm standing next to him, and they're like, we're going to bring up the president of the Colt Nose Fan Club, Frank Big Cat Voigt. And he's like, what? He's like, I had nothing prepared. So he goes up there and then Randy's up there and he's like, congratulations on becoming a filler, Frank. So my first line was, Frank, I'm so proud of you. Graduated from fluffer to filler. <laughs> that kind of eased the moment a little bit, but it was a lot of fun. Big Cat's cool. a good guy to have speak on your on your oh, behalf. He if I is, could do it. He is very, very special. It was it was a cool moment though. That Congrats place, to you, dude. Thanks. That's that's a yeah. cool thing. And um not surprised. That by place it, took by me in, man. That's a second emotions. family to me. Yeah, it was it was awesome of to course. see. It was a lot of fun. And you know what else was awesome to see? You and the kitty cat, Drew Kittleson, make a run at the USGA four ball. Here it is. Well, everyone, this is a first. Um, I'm about to interview Drew Stoltz and Drew Kittleson. Welcome back to Golf Subpart. Uh, coming off an incredible run at the USGA four ball, where they went from alternate to damn near winner, ended up finishing runner up. I'm not quite sure y'all have even recovered yet from all the golf you played. How are we feeling, guys? Uh, I'm just, get, I was just getting back healthy, dude. And then I had to go back down and carry Wyndham's bag for the week or for half the week at I'll least. Say, uh, uh <laughs> and the staffer he had this year, I was like all my shit that was healing up. I had some blisters. I had some other situations that you run into in human conditions. I was all going away. And then it just was like, back, just like that. So I'm still, I'm beat up. Just washed. My feet are a disaster. Still. I, usually, I still like got little, uh, like, uh, those, blood clots things that get on the end of your toes i mean just disaster and i'm not i'm not made for that at 33 with a job i'm not made for 36 holes and the gold bond lotion the whole oh, thing the whole dude. nine yards when was the last time you walked 18 holes not counting the qualifier which we did which was in like september um can't even tell you same don't even have a recollection when we play at Wishbrock, like you'll walk like three or four holes just talking to stowe if there's a good it. story going then i'll walk <laughs> otherwise i'm in the cart 100 yeah, exactly. percent. otherwise i'm out well let's go back because the qualifier which was is crazy to me was all the way back in september correct of 2021 yeah, way yeah. long ago yeah okay and then fast forward um we got the, we got the four ball coming up y'all are i didn't even realize y'all were second alternate coming out of the site here in arizona and thanks to a team turning down Going there, y'all are the, y'all are next in line, and y'all get the call on a Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, Tuesday morning, I think is when I got the call. We our thing was in September. We had going. I've forgotten all about the four ball. Just we, we were alternates. I was like done toast, especially second. I was like no chance. The two teams that made it out were both like two college kids. So I was like, all right, if they make regionals, that's kind of way they do it now. If you're a good college player and you make regionals, it conflicts, so you can't go. So I was like, all right, well, maybe one, you know, has to bail out or whatever. And I don't know how they do the alternate list, but I was like, second. I mean, we got in the playoff, and it was kind of like we had just blown it coming. We were like nine. We were playing great. We were like nine under through 12 or something like that, and we were booking flights. Where should we stay? Who do you know down in Birmingham? You know the deal, dude. <laughs> Victory What are we going to say when yeah. we win this bitch? And then all of a sudden, we made the, we both bogey the same hole or something and then part in. I was like, we're going to be real tight now. 
Sure enough, that's what happened. All right, so you get the call Tuesday. The tournament starts on Saturday. On Saturday, Saturday. yeah. Saturday, so you're scrambling together. Let's talk about through the the booking of the flight situation because I heard it was rather interesting. It all came together at Whisper Rock, from what I was is being told. Well, yeah, so I was in my office on Tuesday morning, and I get this phone call from like a New Jersey number or whatever the USJ's headquarters at, and I don't answer it, and then I get a voicemail. So I hit Sleaze, and he was doing on y'all's radio show. Mm-hmm. So he's like, because the USJ they can't just like wait; they needed to fill the spot. Yeah. So then I call him back. I'm like, hey, Sleaze's on the radio. So <laughs> give us a couple. I, I need hours. I need like three or four hours because yeah. I can't we can't work through if we can make this work. And they're like, Rob was super great about it. Uh, we came back, got together, played the practice round for the national. We're at the national this tournament out Whisper Rock, and uh, just basically. Called our wives, you know, looked at some work stuff, got it worked out, and we're like, all right, we should do this. And we're like, so do we leave Thursday and like maybe check the course out? And we're like, nah. No nah. practice. Because <laughs> we're going to be right after the national. We're going to be in yeah. no state to get on a yeah, Thursday flight. night, go yeah. to Birmingham. No so you way. got a Friday morning flight. One of you, One of you showed up for it. One of you didn't. Let's let's go through Friday morning Kitty, real quick. Back me up on this. Yeah. So there's some we, confusion. Yeah. There's, there's some confusion. <laughs> 6 a.m. flight. We're sitting at the we're sitting at the rock. I was like, I'll just book the flight. We're sitting there, so I book it. No problem. Six o'clock. You're you're in. He Venmo's me. No stress. We go. Uh, Andrew Medley, friend of ours, is also playing. He's on the same flight as us. So Medley and I are neighbors. We told Sleazy to meet him at the airport. I think it's a joke. It's like five twenty-five, and we're like, Hey, Sleaze. and he goes, Hey, you know, shoot my alarm overslept. Ha ha, gotcha. And I was like, Okay, so he'll be walking up any second. And he's like, Southwest, right? We're like, no, dude, American. And he's like, 6.30, right? We're like, no, 6. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just parking. We're like, well, we're boarding. Yeah. So You're not checking your bags. So that's not going to work. Mm-mm. So how did, what, what, what flight did you have? I had a 6, so I booked a ton of shit. Wait, all who booked it? Right in a row. My travel agent. Yeah. You know who my travel agent is. Yeah. Shout out Susie. Susie. Shout out to Susie. Susie doing work. So I got like an influx of like eight different flights that were all being booked. One of them was uh, early on, we got booked to Birmingham, and then I scrapped it. I was like, no, no, uh, we just put it on hold. Like, I might need this. And then once he booked it, I was like, I don't need that. But it was still showed up in my email. So the night before I went through, I was like, oh, yeah, there's the Birmingham flight, 635. All good. Perfect. Screenshot it. Confirmation number, all that shit. I didn't even look at the, I didn't know, I don't think I got the one from American because I couldn't find the confirmation number anywhere. So I show up, I'm like, yeah, I need this flight to Denver real quick. I was trying to get on it or through um, Houston. Oh, by the way, this is what I thought we were going through Denver. Is that the, 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 no, it was through Dallas. Dallas, the, the, Houston. We talked about going through Dallas. And the Southwest flight that he had already booked was also going through Dallas, as was the American flight at 6. That's so right. he was like, there's no way. It wasn't the 6 because we're going through Dallas. So that's kind of screwed. And you got in like five hours later than everybody else. Yeah, I got in like in the evening time. It was like <laughs> dusk. The sun was going down. I, sh- I took an Uber to the course, grabbed my – because they had a car there. Taylor Wood, Medley had a car. Like, yo, just ride with us. We'll go to the hotel. So I showed up. It was like dark. And I was like, well, dude, the range isn't even going to be open. I'm not going to get to hit a ball or anything. I was like, maybe I'll hit a couple putts. Prepared, sh- as always. <laughs> exactly. I showed up. I- I showed up. I was like, "Is the range slope?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." So I just grabbed a little small bucket, went down there, flicked a few wedges or whatever, and then it was dark. <laughs> and then we, then we, you mentioned then we got after it. You mentioned y'all had a car. Talk to me about this car because I heard it was a beast of a van, <sighs> loaded, Pacifica. loaded with some very interesting <laughs> products. Yeah, well, that, that thing was. That thing was hot in the streets. That thing was hot in the streets. The chicks knew we were in Birmingham for sure. <laughs> yeah, we shot. were running the streets. Listen to Lazo. That Mariah Carey last big, big energy was yeah. heavy on the rotation in there. There was some big energy in that in that 
minivan. It looked like a something you'd see seven five year olds spill out of and go to soccer practice. So you know, most of the time when when guys get in town for a tournament, they go to the store and they get their essentials. You know, whether it be Gold Bond deodorant, you know, energy bars. Y'all went to the liquor store, I believe. What? So, how much? Did, how much? What did we purchase? So I got there because he was late, and then so <laughs> Medley and Wood were like going to go play a practice round, and uh, Medley's friend picks us up from the airport. And he's, they're like, are you going to go play? And I just like grabbed my 60 degree. I was like, no. And they're like, you're not going to go see the course. And so I walked like three holes and I was like, I'm leaving. I'll go to the grocery store for everybody. <laughs> and so they finished. What are you going to learn around. walking around your 60? No, yeah, man. I was like, what am I going to do? It's like, if, it's either I'm either going to play good or I'm not. And then we'll just move on with my life. And then so I was like, I'll go to the store. Everybody send me the list. So get the text message from it. He's on the airplane at the time, but I know what his list is. So go through it. You know, Taylor Woods, like, you know, granola, you know, like some bananas. <laughs> alkaline water. <laughs> yeah, alkaline water. And then Medley's like, I need tequila and ginger ale. And then I just got, well, I traveled with 24 airplane bottle of Tito's. Where did you get those, you traveled by the way? with 24. Maybe I had somebody pick them up as we were leaving. As I knew we were leaving for the tournament, maybe I had somebody in my oh, house okay. grab them. Yeah, yeah. And then so I threw them in my golf bag. So I had those. Wasn't expecting to really have the week last that long, so ran out of those. So then we had to go back to the liquor store and get a whole handle of Tito's. And then... Um, this is actually a good story. What day was it? Sunday night after we got into match play. I think we'd expired all the little bottles and things like that. And we need booze, but it's like a dry... I don't know. It's a dry county, right? On Sunday. On Sunday, you can't, yeah, you can't, buy, buy, you can't yeah. buy booze. We're like, damn, what? Like this is a problem. How are we going to get something? You can't even sell any. You can't even get anything. Then we get the Uber driver. We Uber or oh, we yeah, uh not the right. Uber driver, the Postmates driver. We ordered some food like some late to the house, some Chick Fil A, and we text her like, "Yo, if you can get a bottle of Tito's, like yeah. we'll take good care of you." And sure enough, the chick shows up with a brand new bottle of Tito's yeah. with the Chick Fil A. That was the only way we could find booze. You couldn't get it yeah. on a Sunday in the South. It's tough. Yeah, it was I called her. So I'll give you a hundred dollars if you find a bottle of Tito's. <laughs> she was like. Do you care what the size is? I was like, just Tito's. That'd have been great if she just shown up with an airplane bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Damn. Damn. Deal's a deal. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Where'd y'all stay? How was the lodging situation? Did y'all room together? I booked my hotel late. They were already all booked on it. So I booked it like literally in the airport, I think in Dallas. I got really lucky to get in that same hotel. It was like a courtyard Marriott down on that strip. There was some other, a bunch of the USGA people were staying in there. Nice little joint. We didn't, we didn't bunk up like college days. Okay. You know, now I think now that we're, mid 30s it's like you know dudes need a little bit of a little, a little bit of space, space in there yeah and then we had to shuffle with the car because like they teed off weren't they separate waves than us medley and well no they, but they were like two hours before us yeah so they were going like way early like I don't, you weren't doing not that. trying to do that yeah. so yeah we got our stuff and then uber we asked some usga dudes for a ride actually i think they were going to give it to us but they were leaving earlier too and we're like i ah, would we'll just uber yeah. we uber down there all right, we so were late the first day. That was super nice because we've been running around, scrambling, waking up. There's a college yeah, going I took on him to the airport, right or I took him to the golf course, and then I brought the car oh, back. Yeah, you took him. I slept like a mother, dude. I slept like a ten piece straight through that night. Needed a little recharge. But then we keep like extending our hotel because these things. These are the things. Like my wife knows nothing about golf, and so I'm like, "Hey, I'm playing this tournament." She's like, "When are you gonna be back?" I'm yeah. like, "Sometime between Tuesday yeah. and Sunday." 
depending on how I play. She's like, how does that work? I'm like, it's just too much. Like, Don't worry about it. I'll yeah. be back when I'm back. Yeah. The later, the better I'm doing. If I'm back early, I'll be mad. Oh, dude, <laughs> trying to explain to the difference between going from like, oh, I was like, so there's two rounds of stroke play, and then you get seated. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, it goes into match play. And if you, you're you playing one a separate team, and if they beat you, you lose, you go home. Trying to explain that to my wife was like explaining hieroglyphics to her. I was like, dude, <laughs> I was like, just, I'll call you when we lose, and I'll come home right after that. Probably. I'm 100% sure my wife's going to listen to this. And at the mid-am last year, at, you know, at those USGA events, she came out and uh, it was in Nantucket. And at the end of every hole, they like announce, mm-hmm. you know, nose three, Kittles and four, nose two up. Mm-hmm. And Hoops is out there following my match and my wife's there. And they would be like, Kittleson, two up. And she would go to Hoops and be like, how's it going? Is What's the score? Yeah, is, that good? <laughs> yeah. is he two over? Yeah, like, God, he sucks. He just, they just said exactly what's happening. They still can't get it. No, dude. So, and then... You show up Saturday morning, getting ready to start stroke play. Y'all have a caddy. I heard he's he's, he's double bagging it, right? Dude's a monster. Tell me bro. about this caddy. Kitty, tell him. This dude deserves well, everything. Yeah. How, however my feet feel, I can't even imagine how this dude. So he's double hard. Yeah. Oh, dude, this Don't. other course was hilly. Yeah, so this dude's name's Chino. Shout out, Chino. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm playing, I'm playing the National with Chance Holmes. He's like, and I'm dealing during the practice round. I'm not even hardly playing this practice. I'm just trying to change my whole life around to go to Birmingham. And so we're doing our thing. And he's like, I know a guy who's a member at Shoal Creek. I'll hit him and see if he can find you a caddy. It's like done. Cause we're not going to double. We're not going to carry our own bag around. And I ain't pushing. I'm not just pushing. out of principle. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot of pushing going on out there. I was like, I just That's can't, changed I can't, a lot. That can't used to, do it. Even the young kids were pushing, thing. dude. Dude, yeah. you, you go out to the NCAAs here at Greyhawk right now. You'll see half the field with push carts. You never used to see that. Never. We played a lot of dudes that push and there's a ton of guys out there pushing. I was like, I ain't pushing. No I respect. mean, they're looping my own thing or we're getting a dude. We're getting somebody. So we get this. Uh, so Chino. Yeah, Gino. Chance hooks me up with the Shoal Creek guy. He's a caddy at Shoal Creek. He caddies on the Corn Ferry Tour. Then, so Tyson Alexander, who um, w- came down to Birmingham to caddy for Tim McKinney and Will Strickler, they were all college mm-hmm. teammates. He hit me on the side and he was like, hey, he's like, how do you have that caddy? He's, all, he's always on the Corn Ferry Tour. And so he's like a totally legit yeah. caddy. And he's double bagging it. And uh, he we got hooked up through the guy at Shoal Creek and he was – he was awesome. He, like, I can't even imagine double bagging. And he, I very rarely waited. Um, you know, we hit some, obviously, plenty of foul balls. Yeah. It's yeah. like, and sometimes I'm a little ahead of sleeves on the T-shirt. Yeah, it was, so like, it was like five yards in front, so <laughs> yeah, it got so, tricky. So I'm like waiting, and he was incredible. He was incredible. Love the guy. Did he know the golf course pretty well? He had never seen it. Never seen it. So y'all, y'all both are going out there. All three of you are going out there blind in <laughs> yeah. the stroke play. So I was like, yeah. practice round. I was like, but dude, it's going to be, here's a par four. If you hit it in the fairway, you probably, and there's the hole. Like, I'm not a big practice round guy anyway. I don't feel like I, only, thing, only reason I like practice round is just hang out, gamble, have fun with, dude. like, I don't really, like hitting extra putts around the hole. Like, I'm not going to remember, oh, this one was a half a ball for more than I thought. You know what I mean? But then after the first round, we had Chino. He was a beast, obviously. And then like other, like there were kids of of members and some other guys like hey yo um you need another guy like we'll grab a bag but the energy was just it felt dialed with chino Chino, and i was a big energy dude didn't want to mess it up i was like chino if you're good going double um let's just keep this thing going so he went the whole week he got taken care of good but he was a monster and he's a real caddy like i said he'd be like yo all right 131 front you know 41 hole you got all the way to 52 to the back edge i think it's playing this like he was a real he had all the elevation he's caddies for all the south american like corn fairy guys he's 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 been with all the dudes down there 
Here's a ball for a provisional. Here, hit this again. And I <laughs> yeah, think that one's in yeah. the shit. First yeah, one's a tallest exactly. three. Yeah. Your third putt's probably good, so don't even worry about it. All right, so y'all shoot 130 in stroke play. You're the number nine seed. Things are going well. Cruising to match play. Yet put up against a man named Ramsey and Slutsky oh, in the first match. Sleazy big, and the slut. Big slut. That was in the, the first house. match. Yeah. Is that round one? Slutsky yeah, dude. I'm, first match. Did I not come up to you? Like, I think the first moment I saw you. I had gotten like all my registered and done all the stuff. And I, cause his name was, oh, it was in the locker room. That's where I saw it. Cause it was like close to arts. Yeah. And I was like, dude, there's a guy whose last name is Slutsky in this field. That's so unbelievable. I was like, oh my God, what a great name. Sure enough, we get paired up against him in the first round. So he was a nice dude. We talked, you know, we talked Did a little bit. All day? And then like, I'm like whole seven or eight. I was like, hey, dude. And his friends, they had, he had some people out there watching him and his partner and stuff. Uh, anytime he had a good shot, like, good shot, slut. And I was like, this is unbelievable. This is, yeah. it feels like you're, Getting away with something. But not there. as a joke. No, it's like they're, real. They're, they're homies, so they're, he was like, nice sluts. Yeah. Hey, good one, slut. Let's get him slut, you big <laughs> yeah. slut, you enormous slut. It was yeah. awesome. Did you try to recruit him for the radio show? I was like, I love you, dude. You know, yeah, dude, you got the name Slutty for Slutty and the Oh, my God, that'd be incredible. That'd be good. Yeah. What was it like for you? I mean, you've played a number of USGA events. You, you, you're a runner-up at the U.S. Amateur. What was? I know y'all don't play a lot of tournament golf nowadays. What were the nerves like heading into match play? Were, were there any? Here we go. You know, I think, I think it was... Uh, it was exciting because, you know, like the three of us go play like we do. It's just the shit talking and like, oh, you suck and, you know, all this stuff. And that that like level of it because it wasn't about money or anything. It was even if we're playing for a lot of money, we still want to win. But there's just like a different approach because it's not for money. And we were trying and we had never really played that type of I never even in our mini tour days, we never really got paired together or anything. So I had never really played with him in that type of atmosphere. And uh, it was it was super fun to kind of play something that we care about. We joked a little bit. We're like, in our lives, in our like stupid lives now that we don't do golf stuff. I was like, this is kind of like, you know, this and like this, yeah, this is the lights. This, this, this is, is what this we is, kept this saying. This is the bright lights. I was like, this is the lights, dude. We're not like gonna play in the freaking in the U.S. Yeah, Open. you ain't in the U.S. Open. Like yeah. this is we always talk about like you know we don't like the lights. We're like yeah. this is the lights. This, is, this is our lights right here. And it was fun to like actually just like kind of. I hadn't played with nerves in. I mean, dude, seven years. You know what I mean? Since I stopped playing, I play at Whisper Rock. I played two man pro scratches. I put twin fin, that type of stuff. And they're fun. You try to win and all that. But like, I didn't play anything that was just like, here's a tournament, no money, no nothing, just go play. And it was, it was fun to just spin the glove on the first team. Like, all right, dude. And I got a partner. So it's a little less like, you know, not, you're not adding them up and all that. The, the first end. hole, though, nobody in that entire field plays the wor- first hole worse than us. Zero. I that. Zero people. Nobody. I think let's say, I don't but y'all know how won many in the final. I mean, we'll get to it eventually. But in the finals, y'all won the first hole. Yeah, you yeah, that was the only. So we played that hole. I don't know how many times. Fourteen. Four, we either hit fourteen or sixteen tee shots on that hole because we played it like seven times, counting stroke play and all the matches. Then and, and then extra holes in the final. Okay, in the so final sixteen hole. tee shots. Yeah, with a four iron and a hybrid, one fairway. Well, and the one fairway I hit was in the finals, and then I stacked it to like a foot. I was reading. I was reading. <laughs> should have done that more. Yeah, I should hit the fairway. I was reading the interview, the whole breakdown afterwards on the USGA website, and it's, it said when y'all went to extra holes in the finals, both of you missed the fairway, and it said which was a common theme for this team throughout the whole week. Yeah, on that hole, especially yeah. on that hole. On that hole, on that we hole. could not get through that hole. I've been missing it, but I've been missing it left, which like. You can play from over there. Yeah, like, I had good looks at tweet right. multiple, like, you know, I had 10 feet, 12 feet and in numerous times from over there. So I was just like, all right, left is okay. Especially with where that pin was on the front right. I was like, yeah. if anything, if anything, left. I just was a little too One of the matches, I hit it down, right down the middle of the fairway. Like, I was first shot. And I was like, I did it. 
and it bounces 90 degrees right and rolls into the rough. I said something in the air. I was in like, the we air, did we it. were like, we did it. And then it still didn't hit the fairway. Yeah. It's... What was like the reaction when y'all walk onto the range? Because there's two guys coming down, shirts untucked, got a crooked visor on, high socks, <laughs> carrying cocktails. What was the reaction from the other players when y'all were coming to the range each day? I don't know if everybody knew what was in the Yeti. You know what I mean? Because other yeah. dudes were carrying around like water bottles and stuff. I'm pretty sure it was water. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they had the same thing going on. But like, but also the people that know us knew yeah. and all that. You know what I mean? And we know like I didn't know a ton of the guys. Honestly, I think some, I saw some some familiar faces. I'm like, oh, that guy. I played college against that guy. Oh, that's Jicky Jacks played against that dude. But um, I mean, everybody kind of goes about it differently. Like some teams are like, this is the Masters, and you're showing up, and mm -hmm. it's all. But and then some guy. There's some guys that were like a little bit more like us. I One of the high like school and the college chill. kids. They got the parents on the bag, caddying, and they're like. You know, Please I mean, they God. are. Let's not play these two drunken guys. I mean, they <laughs> Look are. Look at these two losers <laughs> yeah, going down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it then was... they see a kid hit a driver and they're like, okay, never mind. Like maybe we, <laughs> we don't want. Yeah, we definitely don't want these. Were things. you off the deck all week? Kitty hits, for those that don't know, Drew Kittleson hits, normally just makes a ground tee and sends driver. Yeah. So this week, not that much, honestly. Only because I was hitting it pretty straight. And then uh, I just, in that format, I thought, oh, man, I'll just try, try to like smash it way up there. I was hitting it so You hit far. more off the tee up in the air than I've seen like out here yeah. in a long time. Yeah. And then when you did peg it, like you were just pegging it like super low. Yeah, it the wasn't grass good, is like, so different. It wasn't good like good. kicking. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'd have it, a broken toe. If it Country wasn't. Club of Birmingham doesn't quite have the turf Whisperock has. No, no. Sorry, Greg. I have to, every time I play with him, I'm like, too sorry. Sorry, man. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry about this massive crater I just put in your tee box. I love it. You go on to the second round. You play a guy named Blanton. Blanton and Terry. So you've gone through two rounds. You dust Blanton and Terry. You, you beat a slut oh. and you beat a drunk Blanton. Mm -hmm. I mean, how perfect <laughs> Slutsky is this? was perfect. That Slutsky match got close. That was one that came one down against, to the wire. Yeah, yeah that was the, that was the we played museum the, yeah. on 17. That was a big one. We were kind of like not playing all that great in the first match. Like, dude, we got to do something. We, we were played square terrible. with two left. Yeah, yeah, we weren't making tweets. We were just par. Like, every hole was tied with pars. Pars. Couldn't make tweets. And then finally 17 happened. Um, and then that second match, that was the match, if I'm remembering, was that the four and three or something mm -hmm. like that? Yeah. That was the one where we both, dude, we both played good golf. And it was but up gotta, in the morning. It was softer. a little shout out here because on 17, I think we were, the match was even. We were even and they had a, they had and they the had, first yeah. match y'all were even. With yeah, them, that's the first match. Yeah. And he had like, he had like 12 footer, like up just the, off the right side, like straight uphill. He had a great shot in there, the other guy. And I don't know what I was doing, but I'm not having a birdie putt that it was inside his. And he was off the green from like, 35 feet 30 30, 30 feet, feet yeah but it had to go through like five feet of french and he just hooped it and then our caddy chino because he <laughs> speaks spanish he kept el museo because <laughs> I, na I named sleaze's putter the museum don't worry we've uh, heard about it a yes, million times yeah, on this that's show. the originator yeah, that, the, this, I'm, I'm the one who coined it but uh and so he he, go, he goes, hey, vamos, el museo, el museo. So <laughs> all week and everyone say it in spanish i was like yes i have to make yeah this. it was so great <laughs> well then y'all get on y'all get a piece of the number one seed yeah, dude. They're good players. I know those guys. And this Both one went guys. down to the wire as well. One up. Y'all had some stressful matches. We did have some stressful. That second one was the one I think we both we both played good golf. I bet you if we go back, we both made four or five birdies, and I bet we only overlapped one time. I bet we were eight, at least eight under through 15 holes, and it was kind of like he played all he plays. I, play, I don't know. We got done with that. I was like, we do that every time. We're tough. Somebody's going to have to make I mean, we were six. I know we were off. six under through nine. We shot 30 on the front, and then we made multiple more on the back before yeah. the thing was done. So we were probably like eight under. 
yeah. or something like that. And we get to that match. I know these dudes. They both played in Canada. They're good players. I think they've made deep runs in this thing. One of them's like still playing a bunch of stuff. US Open, you know, he goes to sectionals every year. He's tight with um uh Tory plays at Virginia Country Club. So he's tight with Mally and all the dudes from Virginia and all those guys. That's a really good team. I think they made deep runs in that. So going to that match, I was like, this is a this is a real deal. And yeah, they were the one seed, yeah? Yeah, they were the number yeah, one seed. Yeah, they were one seed. I was like, we're gonna have to this for the third match, like this is one of the squads right here. And they're, they were they're good. good players. Yeah. Good players. Which match was it where the USGA official called you out for not helping Kitty at all? Uh, stroke play, set, uh, yeah. qualifier in the stroke. Oh, play. that was stroke play. Yeah, that was in the stroke yeah. play. <laughs> I made no. I made like no. Or I made one tweet. Kitty tweeted it too, and then the rest was just like I made. I made bogues and pars, and then Kitty made all the tweets and parred the holes that I made bogue on. I was like. Look, I was like, I don't think I've really counted. From my sources, <laughs> what I was told was, y'all get in there, and the USG officials adding up. He's like, wait, Drew, you shot 67, so did your team. And he looked at you and said, so you didn't help at all. Yeah, I was like, thanks, shit bird. <laughs> I'm fully aware. <laughs> nice, thanks. Oh, that was in stroke play the yeah. second day. That's incredible. Yeah. He's verbalizing it. And I, he, as, he, as, he's talk, as he's saying it, he's like, whoa. Huh. So you didn't do... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was but, like, but really, he, he, he goes, just do it. Just say it. He goes... <laughs> Sorry, but you didn't. Yeah, I you, thought, you, you didn't help one time. I said on the tweet because I think I was first in, and he had like a kick, it, like a short putt for Brady. I was like, "That's mine, dog. That's my tweet. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, first yeah. in. That thing counts, bro. Write <laughs> that. Put well, that, that, under, right. that, put that under my name. Yeah, nine. I was like, "That's me." Yeah, I love. It. So y'all, y'all play the thirty-six whole day. You're on to the semis the next morning. All of a sudden, you're starting to do interviews. There's videos circulating. You're the buzz of the PGA Championship in Tulsa. What was what was the night like getting ready for the finals? Got to move hotel rooms. That's too. Believe, yeah, because we yeah. kept just going one night at it. Like, all right, we need to extend. We need to extend. And then they, we show up like we need to extend. Like, we don't have any. We're like, what? so we had to pick up all our shit, unpa- you know, throw it in the van and all that. We're like, all right, we'll figure it out when we get done. Go to another hotel and yeah. then another hotel. Yeah, everything in Bur- something was going down in Beehan. Birmingham was popping. It man. was popping, and Dude, there was no some room. Of the worst traffic ever for not the biggest city in the world. We only we only stayed in like a two mile radius yeah. from from where we were. But yeah, we had to pack up all our stuff, get in there, um, go through that. But like just leading into it, that's when, you know, you make match play later, you win a match or two. It's like some, you know, your close friends like, yeah, let's go and all that stuff. But then it started getting like more and more people. Like I'd come back to my phone after I just turned it off basically or left it alone uh, pretty much the whole day. And you come back and you got a bazillion, you know, you got a couple hundred text messages and then you look at Instagram, you start getting them from like tour players and all these guys. I'm like, you know, just boys of ours, but I'm like, damn, people are actually kind of paying attention. To this I'm thing. walking up and down the range there at Southern Hills and Max pulls me. So he's like, How, how's it stand? Dustin Johnson was like, dude, I heard Sleaze is like making a run. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> is that your like, DJ impression? I'll be honest. Tiger, what else did he say? Tiger didn't ask. <laughs> Tiger did not ask. Tiger wasn't into it. He no, was he watching on the sly. But I mean, we're, I'm doing the radio show live from the range there. Everyone's asking about it. We're doing updates throughout every single show. By the way, we haven't done a show together in like two weeks. We mean you. I mean, hey, Michael Collins, come join me (laughs) once in a while. That'd be great, Drew. (laughs) But y'all, seriously, there was so much talk going around the PGA Championship about this run y'all are on. And then we get to the the finals, and y'all are two up through two early. You're two up through eight again. I'm walking around during practice rounds, and I swear to God, every single group, somebody would ask me, like, are they winning? What's going on? I'm like, dude, they're two up through eight. They're like, holy shit, they're actually going to do this. Like... Sleaze is about to be unbearable, even more unbearable. Oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> that was the common theme. Was even... Sleaze was going to be even more unbearable. But it was really, really cool to see all these guys getting ready for a major championship talking about you two. 
It was nuts, dude. I mean, like, what was your phone looking like? I mean, no, I was, was getting, crazy. it was like Max. All our close friends from here, obviously. But then I was like, guys, I don't talk to all that much. I think JT reached out, you know, talked to him once in a while. Uh, Ricky Fowler was sending messages and all this type of stuff. I was like, God, people are actually looking at this stuff right now. The media guy, that's when I started kind of knowing the USGA guy was like, this thing's getting like a lot of traction right dude, now. Dude, they're tagging me and shit saying <laughs> all these things. So I'm like, why are you bringing me into this? <laughs> no, you're part of it, it, dude. That's the brand. Uh, that's the brand. God, it was great. Uh, the, the video y'all did before you went out for the finals. So, you know, How was it? Like, you can't call me runner-up anymore and all this. Now you're going to do it. I'm still I was at like 5.30 in the morning, by the way, to yeah. that interview. We were teeing off the, at 7.10. How was the body feeling going into the, the, the semifinals and the finals after y'all played a lot of golf, then a 36-hole day for the two matches? Then you have to be up early for the semifinals and the finals. What was the body feeling like? I can't speak for Cat. Not great. <laughs> Not good. The feet were hurting. I had some blisters working, all that, all the stuff we mentioned. And just getting up that early and just running it back. When you look at, like, how long those matches start taking, the deeper you get, the more it's like, are right, you calling your partner? What do you see in this putt? You, you know, you, what club you like here? There's more, like, conversation around everything. The rounds were taking forever. Y'all's final match, I felt like, took seven It was hours. the slowest round in the history of golf. There all of a sudden became this group text between all the Whisper Rock members, all these medley had a guy from birmingham sending us videos of shots throughout the day also one we need to talk to the usga apparently they don't have bathrooms around birmingham country club of birmingham because there's one of you pissing in the bushes looking over your shoulder while kittleson's hitting an iron shot <laughs> i mean there is all kinds i gotta of go stuff. dude but yeah. this but we're seriously all of us are like this round has been going on for six hours and they're on 14 like what the hell's taking so long it was the slowest round of golf I ever played just Period. full grind and mode you're dragging what? ass it got real windy in that afternoon so it was playing tougher bouncier Guys are hitting shittier. You're on your seventh round in five days. You're more nervous than you've been. The golf, like the golf course, got harder, and it was just. And like I said, like I said this going in the week, I was like, dude, let's not do the whole you read every putt I hit. I, I see that in the Ryder Cup all the time. I like you're a great player, you're a great putter. I never read any of your putts. You make a lot of putts. You know, same for me. I never have anyone else read them. I putt. I putt pretty good. And then sure enough, like you get into it, and it's like. Hey, what do you like? I like right at. No, I like half a ball. Like, well, let's go look the others. It's just a long ass. Well, also, Brown. I feel like, too, with in the morning, because people would ask me, they're like, man, like, did you guys not play good in the afternoon, even if we won or whatever? Mm -hmm. But, you know, in those USGA championships, it's like you can get the you can get it until like 10 o'clock in the morning. But by then, all the all the, the dew's gone and the wind picks up and they, the everything just gets all crusty and like hard. And it's just hard to hit when it's blowing 20 and the greens are super hard. And they're super fast, you, like Colonial yesterday. Like you just exactly. can't hit it close enough, yeah. like to make birdies. And so it just gets harder. And then, and then you never, you don't chip it up to gimmies. You chip it all. Every chip and putt goes to like four feet. So then you don't get any concessions, and you're just like the grind just never stops. If you miss fairways out there, and that which was that was the most wind we saw in that afternoon match. Like, dude, you couldn't. It was like, where can I miss? Where's the because you yeah. just couldn't hold it? It was just those leapers. I mean, Cat was like pulling clubs. He's like, I think I can hit wedge like two ten right now out of this lot because it was like just those fluffy ones, but it's never coming down. And it, exactly for all those reasons, like there's just no, you're not just fairway stack either make birdie or, or miss it and concede it. Also, it's like what's everyone's just grinding. Is like the the USGA that week and they're, I don't think because there's so much you do different things in that format, right? You like, I'll have him go for it or I'll have him lay up on a par five. And then, so that way I can go. And so like you play out of turn mm -hmm. and just because of the strategy, of strategy involved, of, yeah. Yeah. And like, like medley and wood, they putt like whoever's closest. If somebody's got like something inside five feet for birdie and the other guy's got 30 feet, they have the five footer go first. 
And so, like, all of this random well, stuff. That's probably happened. why they didn't fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a terrible idea. It's, that's what I said. And they're like, hey, we do this. And him and I were like. Well, you've never won, so that yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. And just that walk, dude, around that golf course is like it's you're oh. uphills and then you're backwards 70 yards to the tee. Then you're gassed and you sit there for a minute like, I got to catch my breath. We, and then, you, I mean, dude, there's a couple holes where like we all get back there. But, like, can we just get like a, can we get a 20 second yeah, time out here? Second. Like it's everyone's just, it's just a haul around there. We had this guy we were playing. This kid was watching and it was that guy who you, the lefty and the. Um, yeah. And Tory. he paid this like seven oh, yeah. year old kid. Cause he had a push cart and he was like, Hey, I got to go hit. I'll give you $5 or $10 or something. If you just push this cart over there, <laughs> push it up <laughs> like, to the like a spectator. Yeah. And then the poor kid ate shit. Dude, oh no. He was like, going up, pushing it like this, like up in front of him. And it's a steep ass hill. That's what I'm talking about. And his feet came out from under him. And like what? literally face oh, on the no. ground. And then the club started dumping out on top of him. So like me and the other dude were running like, oh yeah, you're okay. But you know, he felt so, and then he did it, he slipped again. I was but like, the hills like this, kid. you know? It was, it was, yeah. how, how did y'all go about the process of refilling your Yetis? Are we gonna like incriminate ourselves? No, yeah. is this self-incrimination? Uh, first off, it's no secret that y'all were boozing the whole time. I ran into one of the guys that was there okay. um, at the PGA. He was an official, I think, at the PGA <laughs> that actually played in the four ball. And came up to me and said he met y'all. And he's like, no one was having more fun. Everyone knew y'all were boozing. Okay. So it's not a cat's out of the yeah. bag. Well, and also, and also like people like other players were like going into the grill and coming out with those like green country club of Birmingham cups. Like, so. oh, yeah, the dudes we played stroke play with who we know are yeah. great dudes, by the way. Like we had a rain. We got a lightning deal and they like came yeah. in and came out with like double tequilas. I was like, now we're freaking golfing. <laughs> yeah, now now we're, we're golfing. But so we I had a little. uh we fill it up in the morning in the van. Yeah. Big, I mean, these things are diesel. These are big old it, Yetis or whatever. These, yeah. It's like 2X plus that. Okay. It's big. It's got like the handle on top. You know what I mean? So we'd fill that up, have the biggest. I'd have the biggest super transfuge of all time. He's trans, transfusion. And um, we'd bring a, we'd fill a empty like Ozarka or whatever uh, water bottle with vodka. Throw that in the bag. So it just looks like, and then be like, all right, we'd hit on a hole. They're walking up like, yo, we need a little, little fresh. A little freshy, but we didn't bring all the we didn't bring ginger ale and grape juice because so we can't vodka. carry everything. No, so we they had these like they're called biofuel. They're like Gatorade yeah. type deals or whatever. So then that became like the mixer after that. But right. Yeah, you get done and or you get low and be like I need a little I need a little dabble. Be like it's not. It's you just got to make in the big happen. pocket. You just make it happen. All right, yeah, well, dude. Let's, to the finals because y'all got off to the nice start. You're two up through two. Then it goes back to square. You're two up through eight. So, ladies, you, did, you didn't quite have the energy, or maybe your dauber was down a little bit, but then you get to the eighth, yeah. and you got a 40-footer for birdie. Yeah. And I heard when it was about 10 feet, at, eight, 10 feet out, your first words of the day were, who did it hurt, cat? <laughs> that's it. That's is it? That's 100% I've gone underground for three or four holes. Yeah. Starting, <laughs> we both, we, by the way, we got two up. He made birdie on one. We win. Uh, I was only a par on two. Yep. We win and tie three. And then four, five, four, we both bogey a par five, both in the water, which I didn't know cat's ball was in the water in our defense. Then we bogey against. We just gave them two with pars or whatever. That's when I came to you. I was like, dude, I'm feeling like weird right now. Like, I think I need to eat something or drink something. So I sat back on that tee and just pounded a bunch of water. I think I was dehydrated, honestly, from drinking. It's hot as shit. And I'm, all I'm doing is drinking <laughs> yeah, trans, got no trans water. all day. You can't quite figure so out. I had like a three-hole stretch of just like blow it down there, miss the green chip, miss. Cat was holding us down with pars and all this stuff. And I was just pounding waters on every tee, trying to get back leveled up. And then eight, finally, I scraped some trash iron up there to 40 feet or whatever. But I hit that putt. And I was like, I was like feeling bad. I was like, I got to do something. Like, my guy, Cat's on an island right now. 
And I, that's like Cat's line. He likes to say, "Who would it hurt? Who would it hurt?" I heard it was like ten feet out. Oh, it was said. deep out, but it yeah, had a it good was feel way like out. Yeah. It was not close. That pin was a tough ass pin too. So yeah. where they were all putting from, it's like you could put it off the front. I mean, you put it on the fringe from there, and then finally that thing went in. I was like, you know, we freaking go. I was feeling real good at that point. Like, all right, everything's. Well, we had the we're dirty, back to feeling. We had the dirtiest have of all time on seven. Like, Cat like made the most ridiculous have. You were like they were going one up for something. sure. I was like, I hit in the trees, tried some. I, that's during the darkness stretch, and Cap blew it <laughs> way over the green into the mulch. Yeah, he was like one foot in the mulch, ball below, standing on his head. Bermuda light all slopes down away from. Him. I was like, God damn, we're gonna give him the third hole. In the we hadn't made a bogey the whole week, like as a team, basically. And we I was were like, one up there. We're gonna make. We're gonna give him three. Yeah, we were one up. Sorry, we're gonna go to even. I was like, we're going to give him three holes with par on the front nine of this thing. We made a bogey the entire week. And then Cat hit this just ridiculous, the best the best shot of the week. I mean, that thing was disgusting. The guys we were playing with like was like, foot. yeah, and the guys we were playing with was like, I shouldn't do this. He's like, a nice shot. Yeah, <laughs> that was really nice. But, all right, you're one up with one to play. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know things are probably the heart rate's going up a little bit. You know, have a very good chance to get this thing done. They clutch up. I mean, you got to give. Prop Tip of them. the cap, dude. They hit it to eight. By the way, it was sick. And like the pin there, it was downwind. It was super tough pin location. We talked about on the first tee. We're like, let's, we got to make them make tweet. Make them be a hero. Yeah. That was the thing. I was like, dude, yeah. make them be a hero. Part, like if somebody clutches up and, and it's a hard hole, it's like 450 or 60 or yeah. 70 or something like that. Make them be a hero. And damned if he yeah. didn't. Went in there eight feet. I mean, because the other guy had already Played missed. It perfect. So it was down to this one putt. Yeah. How much were you willing that thing out of the hole? I mean, dude, I was standing there. I was like, I was looking at Cat. Like, he had just saw, seen two putts on, like, a similar line. I was like, he knows the read. Like, it's inside left all day. But it's a putt forever. There's a bunch of people around. It's a final hole. You got to make it to extend. I was like, I've seen a lot better players miss a lot shorter putts. You know what I mean? Like, this thing ain't done. I don't care if you could say exactly where it's going. You still got to hit the putt. And he freaking rolled it right in the middle. It was a tip. That was just one of those things. Like, dude, that's props. Like, Good job. That's yeah. hard to do. And then we're going to extra holes, and you go to the first. Was there any moment where, where y'all were like, hey, can we maybe pick another hole? Let's not Oh, go I thought first. we were going to 18. I, thought I wanted to go to 18 yeah. so bad. And you go to the first, and y'all both missed the fairway, correct? Yeah. I high out to the right. Cat hits it out to the right, and from the tee, it looks like it's You're dead. no shot. I was like, mm -hmm. shit. So I've been aiming down the left all day. I was like, well, I'm for sure not going right, because right's dead. Aiming down the left. Of course, double cross. Trying to little, hit a little bleeder. Hit a pulley. Pulley hook way left but i'm like it's fine left is fine all day especially and i think i was like that might be so far left i got no stress cat has to pitch out i get down there i got really no shot i got to go at the middle of the green and hope it can hold which it didn't went over and they both gutted it down the fairway i'm like we're about to lose to another we got to get up and down like cats are gonna have to get up and you down got way too ahead of yourself y'all had inside of 10 feet both of you for par yeah if he had a good wedge in yeah, there 10, 10 feet yeah. and i had the clip you had a great chip chip oh, i got that in the water the all day I was about as close as you're going to get. And I had an easy putt. I mean, neither of the putts were hard. No. Neither of them. And then you, you both end up missing. Um, is it still known as the museum, even though it didn't come through? In the still, clutch? I mean, it just closed. It's just, it, it ends, it closes at 7. And that was like 7.05 by the time it hit that putt. It shuts down at 7. 7 to 7. 7 to 7 is the only time it's open. That's it, when the loop is open. It closed down. Gotcha. It closed <laughs> down right there. And by the way, I found this out this past week at Colonial. So I'm sitting there on the putting. Zalatoris comes up and was like talking about, hey, dude, good run, all this stuff. He's like, you lost to my money manager. Ugh. Chad, the one that made the tweet on 18, manages Will's money. I was like, well, you were making a million bucks that freaking week. Shouldn't homeboy be in the office getting that to work for you? <laughs> What's he doing to take your time off? You got to find a new guy, man. Well, that ended on Tuesday or Yeah, I know, but he was in the process. Started, yeah. He was just starting. But he needs to be in there, you know, getting ready for the for the money don't sleep. huge seven-digit 
deposits. I know, I know y'all wanted to win. Obviously, that that was the goal. But what was the feeling like when you knew it was all over? Brutal. Devastating. It was honestly, it was devastating. Uh, like, because we, it's not, it'd been easier to lose like five and four. Yeah. You know, then, because we were up the whole time. Mm-hmm. You never trailed yeah. until it was over. Yeah, never trailed. And, uh, you know, there's a couple like that. I, I could have easily buried that par four, that, that semi drivable one. Um, you know, just, but it's just I golf. had a good it's look on 16, the one up over the, you know, where yeah. the pin was back over the hill. I had a yeah. 12 foot or something like that. That could easily go in. 17, I had a look. Did y'all know everything that comes with if you won? Did y'all know everything you get? No I idea. did not know. No. So, no first idea. of all, I also reached out Robbie Zalzbeck. I'm going to hate on you for a second, who's a big wig over at the USGA. I asked him going into the semis, I was like, hey, what happens if they win? And he's like, it's a 10 year exemption into the four ball. I was like, that's it. No, I am nothing. He's like, no. We'll later come to find out after some research, you would have gotten into the USAM. You would have also gotten into the US Mid-Am. Yeah. Which basically, y'all, one of y'all would have probably won one of those and gone on to Augusta National and all this. I mean, valid. I mean, how much more did that hurt afterwards knowing you could, you could have been in the AM, the Mid-Am and all that? I had no clue about that till afterwards, I think the awards ceremony yeah. when they said that. I was like, damn. The AM is one thing. Like, am I going to fly to New Jersey to get not playing much golf to go get my head kicked yes. by some kid from Georgia? Yeah, I don't would. know that I need that. Maybe I would do it. But the mid-am, I'm like, that's a real, like, I'd go, you know, I'd go compete in that thing. The mid-ams, I mean, I actually have a bet with our good friend Jamie Stowitz on you winning the mid-am within the next five years. Yeah. That's I'm, a good bet. I'm still doing the I'd like to, I'd, like to, <laughs> I'd like to lever up on that, too. I'm the thing that the hurt, qualifier. dude, was that after the whole week, is like, we lost to a par. If they go 18, tip of the cap, that's a hell of a birdie, dude. He had, a, he had two great shots about as close as you can, and then he makes the putt. What are you going to do? Great job to you. If they go and do that again on the first hole and stack it, and they probably played a little safer because we were, you know, not hitting it close. Like, you go get beat, and they and you lose to a birdie, it's one thing. Like, hey, good job. But when you just... Well, and we, we, had we two, gave both them, of us we, had two pots. Like, one and they're of us good players. Made, one like, of us should have made. One hundred percent. Like we, they're they're good players. You can't just give holes with 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 pars. The winning, you know, win with pars. Well, That's what hurt is that we lost. We both made bogey. Which yeah. until the championship match, I'm not sure. Maybe we had one on the card the whole week. Like that, we didn't make bogeys. That was like our, you know. Well, strength. the good news is you did finish runner up. You got a silver medal. You also get into the next three. USGA four balls, which I'll go ahead and tell you right now, it's at Kiowa next year. So if you want to book your flights, book your hotels or anything, go ahead and, dial about, that, yeah. and go ahead and get that. You stay at the sanctuary. It's beautiful. Yeah, the place is sick. It is so sick. Super nice. But seriously, guys, it was it was awesome to keep up with. Y'all were seriously the talk of the PJ Championship earlier in the week. It was a lot of fun to watch. Congrats on a great week, and thanks for sitting down with us. We're coming. We're we coming. coming next coming. year. We get, we don't get. By the way, what'd you what'd you do with your silver medal, dude? Yeah. So my silver medal, <laughs> I have no idea where it is. <laughs> Great. We and lost them. Neither does he. I think we left them. I think we left them when the we were sitting course. up there having a few with Stinger after the and then we just walked out and I was like, I'm too embarrassed to even call him. But yeah. hey, guys, did you happen to find two boxes with the silver medal in it? As much as it so pains I think me we just, a little I think bit, they're gone. As much as it pains me a little bit to give Sleaze a compliment, like. Him walking around this place and with your guys' success of this podcast has been like, I mean, he's got, you guys have a lot of fans in the golf community. So if, if next year, next three years when we play this thing, if you come up and tell Sleaze that you're a listener and you think that I'm rude to you, like, <laughs> it's just because I don't want you to just keep sucking them off. Like, yeah. it's okay, dude. Just, you're just, don't, don't, just stop. Just no, don't stop by. that, dude. Just I appreciate by. it all. I we love, and we love every single person. I said, I've talked to tons of people down there. I love everybody. And also, like, 
Cat was super the, rude to him. Yeah, well, I'm just like, hey, hey, don't hey, piss our fans off. Yeah, dude, no, this for the brand. You guys just, like, it's a big, you guys have an incredible following. But also, uh, and it's not, I don't, I don't, I'm not hating on any of the other golf podcasts, but like, I think sometimes how it's sold is that like, he's like a washed up, like, Jicky Jack player, which he is. That's because I sell it like that. But <laughs> That's like, the exact description. I hope, because some people have come to me and been like, Oh, like Sleeves just got on your back, I'm sure, and you made a hundred tweets. I'm like, no, like he contributed, and he's still to this day, even though he doesn't play like as much as he, he's still a really good golfer. And I think that gives a lot of credibility to your guys' show and stuff because he's not just some like guy that played for two years and now sells insurance and like never really had any game because he made he contributed more than I think people are giving credit for. I sell myself as the why I I will shit on my game more than anyone and i'm fine with it i'd rather do that than say like oh yeah i'm still a really good player or whatever but like i said when the lights come on like now those were the lights there's dude. no chance we make the finals without without you playing like you did there's no chance well i expect y'all to be back there at kiowa next year y'all should definitely win one of these at some point you're a very talented team and you can just i mean if, if it's going bad just have sleeves start wearing them out verbally you know, i need on. to talk that was one thing i said afterwards i was like, I used to talking shit and bullshit and all this stuff and like, i couldn't look, you did kitty hates even like interact it was this handshake on the first tee and then don't even look at me for every person he plays <laughs> like, yep and i'm more like yo i want to chop i feel like that's my thing i like to talk to people you know what i mean like the one match i did it with the one dudes that we four and three i was like yeah i need to be i need to do that more but i also don't want to like go against what kitty like kitty wants to just oh i don't like care but i wasn't i just go by myself yeah i just like start walking like if somebody's around and, and i'm like hey bud what yeah. you, your name's slutsky that's pretty sweet <laughs> yeah. tell me about that <laughs> tell me about your family tree well guys great run sleaze respect dude Drop. thanks for doing it this thanks. was an honor and a privilege to be a, a, a ask questions on get interviewed on your own show well, i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this back for you we're gonna maybe just dig deep into the archives well, i don't play anything back. anymore so there's nothing you're gonna interview me on because some sort of shadow creek four-man scramble coming up probably we'll probably get into Congrats that. on the shadow tried. creek member guest runner-up yeah <laughs> runner-ups are monsters Silver is the new gold. This is what a lot of people. It's are debatable saying. that you rather win the member guests at the Shadow Creek than win the USGA four ball. You get a lot. You get a lot. Of, you I'll get a lot of coin Creek for that one. I'll yeah. take the Shadow yeah. Creek. You go buy your way into some exemptions. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. It's been fun. Thanks for joining. Love us. you, babe. Thanks, golf. Well, that was Sleaze and the Cat here on Golf Subpar. Devastating runner-up finish, but still a hell of a week. And I, I I'm not fucking with y'all. Y'all seriously were the talk of the PGA Championship early in the week. So many players coming up. Um, it was an awesome story. Really, really cool to follow along. Chino oh, trying to bring y'all home. How devastated was Chino? The Argentinian the animal. Dude, Chino sent me, uh, hit me on Instagram just a few days ago you didn't, the, he didn't, with a picture of the flag. No, I have his text too, but I was like, it just came up on Instagram. And he's got like the picture of the flag. He's like, can't believe we didn't get that thing done, man. I wanted this to be the trope. You know, I wanted this to be a gold medal and all that sort of stuff. I feel like we let him down. And all the text messages from the players. I mean, just everybody's like coming back to my phone at night. I can't imagine what these dudes go through when they win a golf tournament on the PGA Tour. Like, we'll text them, like, hey, dude, want to hop on radio or podcast tomorrow? I'm like, dude, they have 700 because I was yeah. at 400, you know? It was really cool to see the support that we were getting from a bunch of different people. And honestly, it felt like at the end when we lost, I was like, God, I feel bad. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, dude, there was a lot Devastating of Devastating loss. A lot of people rooting for us. But we battled and all things considered. Y'all be back. Up three to, you know, we found out three days or whatever before we got in the field. It wasn't a whole lot of prep going on there. Um, I'm glad we get in the next three because I think hopefully one of these times um, it clips. And then you'll know it's coming. You can book your flights on time. Yeah, arrive on time, maybe hit a bag of balls, maybe play a golf course or something, although I'm not big into those practice rounds anyways. Well, it was a hell of a run. 
and a lot of fun to watch. I know y'all will be back and contending for that thing next year out at Kiowa. And the PGA Tour is in full swing, and the and the best play to tee off is on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in free bets, guaranteed, when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code SUBPAR. FanDuel is an official betting operator of the PGA Tour, so they'll have all your favorite bets to choose from. So we got all kinds of stuff to fire on. We got the NBA Finals coming up. Stanley Cup hockey, which the hockey is absolutely incredible. And this week, we're on to the memorial, Jack's Place. First off, we got to talk about how we got our heart ripped out. We both were heavy on Davis Riley last week as, as our dark horse going off around 48 to 1. And I started getting excited. I was texting producer Mark. I was like, because he he took it. I was like, hey, you still got that buyout? What's that buyout out right now? When he had the lead going into 13 and then all hell broke loose. Dude, I was like fist bumping him on Thursday and Friday. I was like, dub, no, no disrespect, but I'm gonna, I'm I'm a little bit rooting for Davis right now. Like this would <laughs> this would really help. if he continues to play like this, we're looking really good. So I have a little bit of a conflict of interest here. I'm root for you too, but if Davis plays well, that and dude, Thursday, Friday, just rock solid. Just it's it's coming. It's I mean, it is definitely coming, but we say that with a lot of guys, but I was Really impressed with this golf game. Well, in our first week of our head-to-head FanDuel favorite bets of the week, I take the early 1-0 lead as Davis Riley, who was plus 126 over Tommy Fleetwood, hit your Wyndham Clark top 40 for plus 290-ish. That I was believe. a nice clip to it. When yeah. I saw the 290, I was like, dude, that's a like we make the cut. We're top 40 in it. And like five holes left. I was like, all right, we're all done. Right. We're gonna be right in the middle. So you're down hundred to me through week one. Deal. Let's go. Here we go to the memorial. We'll get our we'll get our favorite bets out to you later this week. But very strong field, no surprise. Um, some of the top players in the world are going to be there. It's one of the biggest non-majors of the year there at Muirfield Village. I'm going to be there all week for Golf Channel and CBS. And listen, the favorite, he's a co-favorite. He had his heart ripped out here last year. I mean, this tournament was over. He had a six-shot lead, probably playing the best golf ever in his life, where I believe he was 18 under par through three rounds around this place, which I've played it. It is not that easy. Six-shot lead at the time, ends up getting disqualified. For testing positive for COVID. John Rahm going off at 11, 11 to 1. I mean, how do you not love that? Hard not to hit that. And I was talking with a, a, a tour player this past week, and we got to talking about that rant. I was like, hey, you playing next week? And we got into talking about it. He's like, I think that's the best golf I've oh. ever seen played on the PGA Tour since I became a pro. And the guy's been out there for a good while. He's like, that was a joke, how hard that golf course was, what he was doing to it, and that lead. And also, he brought up a good point. It's like, that ended up changing the whole FedEx. Like, that didn't just cost him his whatever the winning check is for this week, you know, 1.7, 1.8, yeah. whatever it was. He's like, Cantley wins that thing after that. Then, take, you know, and it comes down to those two in the FedEx Cup play. Like, and it, if, yeah. if he wins that, it changed the whole thing. He's like, that might have cost him $17 million it that week, which is crazy when you think about it. He should sue COVID. He should, absolutely. Somebody <laughs> should write him a check for 17 right now. Who are you going with as a favorite? All right, I'm going with a guy that I go with quite a bit, but... It just has to click one of these Can times. Can I guess? Yeah, you know it. Corey Connors? No, but that's more of a – he's gone from, like, dark horse to, like, medium horse now, so he's hard to pick because he's not a favorite, but yeah. he's not, like, a long shot anymore. I'm going with Xander mm. at 21-1. to 1. I mean, he won at the Zurich, fifth at the AT&T, 13th at the PGA, was playing pretty solid. I just feel like he's a lot like Patrick Cantlay, who obviously, you know, knows how to win around this golf course. It's just A to B, solid, no weaknesses. It's a hard golf course, kind of plays – you know, I don't know how Jack will have it set up. He doesn't like to see a whole lot of – red digits being thrown around that place unless you're John Rom last year but he actually made it's just gotta happen yeah. on an individual at some point yeah I'm interested to see about Patrick Cantlay this week I mean shot 11 over at the PGA Championship which was which shocking was sho- I didn't think he was capable yeah. of shooting 11 over. he thrives around Muirfield Village so it'll be interesting to see what he brings this week Dark Horse I'm going with the guy who hits it very far hits it very high 
you know, I think iron play is key around Muirfield Village. You got to put it in the proper spots. Keegan Bradley, 65 to 1. Those are some nice odds. 65 is a lot. That's like beyond dark horse. That's like midnight. Midnight horse there. Well, yeah. It pays out and nicely. He's been playing some nice golf. Had a chance down there at TPC Potomac. I'm going to go with a similar to last week when we went with Davis Riley on ours. This is he's teetering in like long shot range, but he's 35 to 1. A rook that I don't think is getting his just due this year. How well one. he's not played. A dark horse. Five top five. 35 to 1. I mean, that's pretty. Thought we normally go around. Pretty long odds. We'll, we'll, I'll allow it. Uh, five top fives on the year. All right, third at RBC Heritage, second at Wells Fargo, third at the PGA Championship are his mm. last three. I know he's really good on tough tracks. Yeah, exactly. Cameron Young, dude. Stud, I don't feel man. like he's getting enough pub for what he's done as, a, and he smashes it, hits it high. Was right there at the PGA till that little dub late in the game. Uh, he's the beast, and it's, it's coming for him. Too. That's the thing we keep saying, like, oh, this guy will win, this guy will win. There's so many of them, yeah. and yeah, you got all stud. the established guys too. There's just not that many events for these guys to win. All right, we'll get in on the action with tournament winners, top five finishes, match betting, and so much more. If you haven't tried FanDuel, now is the time to give it a shot. Join with code SUBPAR and turn a $5 bet into $200 in free bets, win or lose, exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 years and older in select states. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-800-522-4700-Colorado. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in New Jersey, Iowa, Illinois. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in New York or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. All right. Well done. Well, let's enjoy it. We're just two weeks away from the U.S. Open sleeves. Time to get amongst and make sure you get your doers. Get ready for just another major right around the corner. And we'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar.